Bookland Radio brings you City Update with Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys. Hello, and as we start our 40th day of lockdown, I'm still at home in Perford, and our financial markets guru, Lee, joins us by phone from his home in Cobham. Can you hear me, Lee? Loud and clear, Ian. Now, that's excellent news. Last week, Brooklyn's radio listeners may recall the Chief Executive of Surrey Chamber of Commerce, Louise Punter, reported that many businesses right across Surrey were short of cash and deeply concerned as to how, and if, they were going to get through this. So has anything been happening this week in the world of finance that may give them just a glimmer of hope? Well, there may be just a little something. One of the more important things in the UK this weekend has seen the launch of the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak's Bounce Back Loan Scheme, a mechanism that gets loans up to £50,000 quickly out to small businesses. Sunak has, you know, by the opinion of most commentators, uh, got off to a flying start as Chancellor. However, the one sort of fly in his ointment so far has been the uptake in the appallingly titled Coronavirus Business Interruption Loan Scheme, or the Sybils. Now, getting these loans out to businesses has been nothing short of appalling. Uh, They're part of an overall package worth, remember, around £330 billion. And by the middle of April, just under 1% of that package had been lent. So the banks weren't cooperating, not doing what they were expected of them. And why weren't they delivering? Look, it's it's very tempting to say they were being uh, uncooperative. Um, It's always the bank's fault, isn't it? But on this occasion, I do have a modicum of sympathy for them. The government had initially said that they would back the loans made with a guarantee that they would lose no more than 20% of the loan that wasn't paid back by the borrower. Now, look, let me put this in a a simpler way, In Um, In the unlikely event that I were to lend you £10 ever again, uh, and you were unable, again, to pay me back, the government was saying that they would return eight of that ten quid to me. Well, it seems quite reasonable to me. Now, I mean, I mean, on the face, it sounded pretty fair to me too, but, but the banks thought otherwise and were demanding the government backed all the loans made in the scheme to the tune of 100%. The government were really... Uh, initially very reluctant. Sunak said he wasn't persuaded that the uh, that moving to 100% guarantee was the right thing to do. And you can see why, as, uh, as the Chancellor has to balance the needs of business and the economy with that of looking after the taxpayer, who, at the end of the day, is his employer. Well, it sounds to me like the Chancellor, and possibly a cynic like me, thought the banks might be being a little bit on the greedy side. Well, you know, again... I, I'd like to sort of say yes, but the bank's concerns are, to a degree, valid. I mean, the state of the economy, as, as you'll hear in a moment, is such that many firms who think right now they may be able to pay back the loan uh, are just not going to be able to. And secondly, um, they're also worried about fraud, people applying for loans who really shouldn't be, uh, and thereby leaving the banks with a big hole in their own business. Now, Banks can and do put a cash figure on these concerns. HSBC uh, said um, this week they predict losses on their loans of between 7 and $11 billion this year. That's a five-fold increase from last year. While Barclays warned on Wednesday that the pandemic could cost it some £2.1 billion due to customers being unable to repay the loans. Well, if banks can get full guarantees from the government, surely they won't 
give um, any consideration as to who they lend the money to. They'd be happy to hand it out uh, willy-nilly. And, 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 do you know, and do you know what that is exactly the danger in? Uh, but once Andrew Bailey, if you remember, he's the, uh, the new governor uh, of the Bank of England, um, weighed in on the side of uh, 100% guarantees by saying it would make the process a little less complicated. Really, the die was cast. Um, banks have been slowing down the process of dishing out the Sybils by performing their regular credit checks and asking firms to prove their future viability to those applying. And, you know, given the economic environment right now, that was incredibly tough for any firm to do. Hence, so few loans were approved. So has the new dream Chancellor Sunak managed to break this impasse? Well, you know, it sounds like he has, Ian. Uh, Now, it's all due to start uh, next Monday, but the portents are good. The application is an online one, two-page self-certification form and importantly does away with the condition of companies having to having to prove their future potential and only ask if businesses uh, beforehand were viable um, it also gives banks uh, their full guarantee that any loan up to fifty thousand pounds will have a hundred percent government backing um, if the application is successful the funds will be delivered within 24 hours to the lender soon said of this that never before have we been able to do something of this magnitude in such a short period of time. That's quite a quote, isn't it? And so presumably the financial markets reacted with undisguised glee to this, did they? Um, you know, I don't know whether we can put this all down to Rishi, but, you know, the FTSE, uh, along with other markets around the globe, continue to perform well. Uh, April Overall, has been a very strong month market-wise, uh, which you'll often find following from the beating that st- stocks uh, took in uh, in March. In, I mean, the tech-focused Nasdaq in the U.S., for example, closed the month 15% higher and now stands unchanged from the beginning of the year. The, the FTSE 100 surpassed 6,000 on Wednesday and incredibly went into bull market territory albeit briefly, uh, meaning that it's risen over 20% from its lows set just five weeks ago. Now, I, you know, I, I suspect this is less to do with uh, Rishi's um, business bounce-back scheme and more to do with some stunning financial figures this week uh, from the likes of Google, Microsoft, and Facebook, as well as some uh, positive data out of the U.S. Uh, from a pharmaceutical company called Gilead, who are developing a COVID-19 drug, helping patients recover faster. But you know what? We'll take the gains where we can find them in. Now, Lee, I've not seen any positive economic world news. So has something changed in the world economic data that's been coming out over the past week? No, nope, quite the contrary. Um, we had on Wednesday, <coughs> first quarter... GDP figures from the U.S. showing a contraction of around about 5%. And that is with the lockdown not starting there till the fourth week of March. U.S. unemployment also now stands at the worst levels since the Great Depression in the 1930s. A total of 30 million jobs have now been lost in the last six weeks. And unfortunately, the rest of the world is faring little better. Yesterday, for example, Spain, France and Italy came out with their GDP figures for the first quarter, which were all dreadful. We're probably going to be looking at falls in GDP, in in the developed world in the next three-month period of around 35 to 40%. Now, hang on, Lee. The world economy is going to the dogs and the markets are rallying. It doesn't make sense to me. Now, 
to many people, the reactions of stock markets will look utterly bizarre, with markets in bull runs whilst economies are grinding to a halt. Um, if I'm having to give a kind of uh, you know, lukewarm justification for it, I would point out that markets attempt to be forward-looking. They're not a reflection of how things are now, but how things might look, say, in, say, six months' time when the dark storm clouds have hopefully passed. Secondly, and I'm going to really repeat what I said to you a couple of weeks ago, that all central banks have their liquidity taps turned up to maximum right now. And equities look to many like the only place you can invest your money currently. Um, But this is far from me agreeing uh, that the UK or anywhere else, for that matter, is close to being out of the woods yet, Ian. Now, uh, our Chancellor, in his first statement, said this wasn't a time for ideologies. So if we remain in the woods, as you put it, for much longer, would a Conservative government start to consider nationalisation of businesses? Um, Nationalisation. I I mean, I wouldn't rule out something of that nature entirely, although the government, I think, would do this only as a very last result. The airline's probably are the only sector currently I could foresee something like this maybe happening. And even then, the chances are extremely slim. As I said last week, in um, the industry looks broken to me, and nothing that I've seen uh, this week undermines that case. Passenger numbers are dire, which has led the German, French, Swiss, and the Dutch governments all having to make enormous cash injections into their ailing national flag carriers over the last seven days. So are we looking at a bailout for BA, do you think? Um, I think the government would have stepped in before now, Ian, if they were going to do something with BA. Recall, um, Flybe uh, collapsed several weeks ago, and while obviously far smaller, there was no appetite from government to rescue the situation. The government can see that Air traffic will be nothing like it was pre-virus. BA themselves said yesterday they might not even reopen at Gatwick once the pandemic passes. Recovery will take several years of all airlines, especially the big national flag carriers, uh, will have far fewer workers. Governments of all persuasions are always very reluctant to be implicated in layoffs, and these, sadly, will inevitably happen. Now, given that uh, our catchment area, we sat midway between Heathrow and Gatwick, a continued collapse in air traffic and would be catastrophic for our area because of the spin-offs for all businesses, not just those that work directly for the airline, but the spin-off for all the businesses. Uh, catastrophic is the word to use. Just this morning, Ian, actually, Heathrow said that the April passenger numbers were down, get this, 97%. Uh, the businesses, you can imagine, that rely on this footfall uh, are vast in number. Uh, likewise, over in Crawley, the closest big town to Gatwick, has for decades boasted, actually, of having zero unemployment due almost entirely to the airport. Now, not only would a move by BA affect the town, but now Virgin Airlines, who use both airports uh, and who employ over 10,000 people, have said that if they don't find a buyer by the end of May, they possibly will have to go into administration. Well, that's uh, gloomy news and all we have time for this week, Lee. Um, Presumably you'll be back with more gloomy financial news next week. (laughs) Speak to you next week, Ian. Take care. Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys brought you City Update on Brooklyn's Radio.